In this week's episode of A Dryer Dose of Disney, Jared gives us his tips to surviving the holidays at the Disney and Universal parks. Welcome to this week's episode of A Dryer Dose of Disney. I'm your host, Jared Dreyer. And today we have an episode that a lot of listeners have questions about, and that is the holidays at the parks. We are on a lot of different forums and a lot of different groups out there on Facebook. And probably the most common question I see come up is, tell us about the holidays at the parks. What are the crowd levels like? What should I expect? It's our first time in 10 years, 15 years, and we don't know what to do when we're out there for the holidays. So we thought, hey, we just got back from the Disney and Universal Parks in Orlando for the holidays. And we've been to California before during the holidays. So we thought this is the perfect time for us to talk about the holidays, how they are different and what to expect when you're out there. So this is going to be a great episode. But before we dive into our top five tricks for surviving the holidays, we do want to ask wherever you're listening to us or on YouTube, if you're watching us on the video format, click that subscribe button. So go ahead and hit pause now and go click that. So that way, every single week, you're going to get our content delivered right into your inbox. And you're going to be up to date on all the latest Disney and Universal tips and tricks, as well as what is going on at the parks. Because as we move forward through our podcast, we will stop giving so many, hey, here's how we do rope drop tips and tricks to here's what's coming. Here's what's going to be happening at the parks in the future. So a lot of great content on its way. So you definitely want to subscribe for that. Second, we ask if there are any tips or tricks that save you any time or money, please support us over at Patreon. There's a link down in the description below. Whether you're listening to us on a podcast or you're watching us on YouTube, you can click that link. You can throw us a one-time donation of even a couple dollars. That goes a long way to keeping this podcast going. But we really appreciate those of you who become subscribers and support our show regularly going forward. With that, you're going to get early access to our premium content, which today is the Butterbeer recipe and how to go to Disney for almost free. Those will be coming to the standard channel here shortly this year, and we will be replacing that content with some new content going forward, as well as some other perks out there. So please support us over at Patreon. We really do appreciate it. Now, when we're talking about the holidays over at the Disney and Universal Parks, you already know it's the busiest time of the year. If you listen to our crowd level episode, you already know that because Disney caps reservations, your crowd levels are going to be relatively the same any time of year that you go, whether that's during Christmas, 4th of July, spring break, or you're going to go during an off time during the year. Your crowd levels are going to be relatively the same. That being said, that is not necessarily true at Universal. And the way the park runs and the dynamics are totally different at the holidays than they are at other times of the year. So that's why this episode is so important if you are going at the holidays, because you're going to want these five tips to survive your time there during the holidays. Now, Obviously, the parks are decorated for one of the most festive time of the year. They've got the huge trees, lots of ornaments. They've got the garland everywhere. If you go to the Disney parks, they can make it snow during the winter, even though you may be in a warmer climate. And it is a lot of fun. It is very magical. They do a different fireworks show. They have a different display up on the castle. It is a completely different experience. And of course, if you go to Disneyland in Anaheim, you're going to not only get all of that cool holiday stuff, you're also going to get to experience the Haunted Mansion as the Nightmare Before Christmas edition, which usually happens October, November, and December every year, starting right before Halloween. And it may even be a little bit earlier into September when those parties kick off, but they retheme the whole Haunted Mansion for Nightmare Before Christmas. 
And it is a fun change of pace, though I do prefer the original Haunted Mansion. It is cool to see it in a different format. So that's one really exciting thing if you're going to go out to the Anaheim parks that you get to see. So all the parks are done a little bit differently. Of course, all your characters are dressed up for the holidays, including Mickey and Minnie. And it is just a really fun environment. So we definitely encourage you to go during the holidays. You are going to get a different experience out there. Like we said, we've done both parks coast to coast, meaning, and we've done all the locations during the holidays now. And so we've got some great tips, especially since we just got back from our Orlando trip this last year. So with that, let's go ahead and dive right on in. There's only going to be five tips for you today, but these are all very important. Starting with tip number one, and that is regardless of where you're going, California or Florida, it is going to be fairly warm. So probably in the 60s or 70s as the high during the day, but 100% you need to bring a coat, a sweatshirt and a rain jacket or poncho of some sort. And the reason we tell you to bring multiple things is you want to layer up. Think about it like this. If the high is only going to be in the low 70s for the day, which if you're coming from Colorado, which is where we are, or northern U.S. up in the snow country, it is a welcome treat to get down to 70 degree weather. We all know that. We all love that. But keep in mind that when you're going early in the morning for rope drop, it is probably only going to be about 50 degrees out when you get there. So it's going to be chilly in the morning. And then, of course, it gets dark earlier at night. And once it gets dark, the temperature is going to start falling again. So if you're waiting to watch fireworks at the parks, know that you're going to be cold at night and you're going to want those multiple layers. Now, we do tell you to dress in layers because as the day goes on and it warms up, you're probably going to want to take some of those off. When you're thinking about your coat, I would recommend something that's more down-like that you can squish down into a really small package versus a heavy winter coat like that you would take skiing. So anytime that you go to the parks, if you listen to our top 10 things to bring with you to the parks, we talk about strollers and backpacks. That is especially important during this time of the year. And the reason is during the holidays with all those coats, sweatshirts, and rain gear, you're going to want somewhere to keep it all during the day. So if you're there with older kids, definitely bring a backpack, maybe a couple of them, and shove all those coats in there. And that's why we recommend the down ones that squish down real small and bring that medium weight light jacket with you, okay? If you have a stroller, of course, you can pack it all into the stroller and that's gonna make your day even easier. But you're gonna want it in the morning and you're gonna want it in the evening. Now, we've talked about in Orlando, it's always raining. Of course, that doesn't change this time of year. So we definitely recommend bringing a rain jacket or a poncho or an umbrella with you. What's surprising is in California during the winter is their rain season. I used to live in San Diego for a few years when I went to college, and I can tell you during December through about February, it constantly just rained or drizzled all the time, and you can sometimes get that up in LA. Now, in Anaheim, you're a little bit further inland than I was in San Diego, so sometimes it burns off and it doesn't quite get to you, but it can rain during the winter in California, so we recommend bring that rain jacket or poncho. Now, if you're going to use your rain jacket as your main source of keeping warm, that's totally fine. We've actually done that in the past as well. But do know that rain jackets do not breathe very well. So if you're going to be out there running around the parks or if it's humid like it is in Orlando, you may want something that's going to breathe a little bit better. Otherwise, you're going to start feeling clammy and stuck inside of that rain jacket. So that's why we recommend bring them all. And for the rain stuff, I'd recommend one of those disposable ponchos because they're real small and they can fit into almost any bag very easily. You can use them, and then as soon as it's done, you can throw them away and not have to worry about it. So that's our advice. Tip number one, dress in layers, bring a coat, and bring some kind of rain protection. Tip number two, if you just finished listening to our food series, 
Thank you so much for listening to that. We had 11 episodes where we talked about the best restaurants and foods at each of the parks. And that was a lot of fun for us because that's our favorite thing about going to the parks. However, when you go at the holidays, a lot of that changes. So keep in mind that if there's a special food item or treat that you're looking for, it may not be available during the holidays because they substitute out a lot of the normal staple items for holiday treats. For example, on our Disney Springs episode, we talked about going to the swirl stand where you can get the Dole Whip and getting the Dole Whip nachos. When we were just out there, we went to go get some and they had their holiday nachos in place of the Dole Whip nachos. We did get those. They were okay. They weren't as good as the normal Dole Whip. ones. So we recommend when you're out there, do check the menus, do see what's out there. Do try the new unique treats that are there for the holidays. Most of them are pretty decent, but do know that you're not going to see the same things that you normally would see. So don't get your hopes up for that special treat that somebody may have told you about. It may not be available during the holidays. The biggest change that we saw regarding food was when we went to Epcot, it was right after Christmas and they were changing from the holiday festival to the arts festival. And because of that, none of the booths were open. So the only places to get food were in the permanent fixed restaurants that are always there at Epcot. So our food selection was drastically cut down, probably about 75% because we were just going, only able to go into the places that are always there and all the booths were closed, which is where some of the best foods are. So that was a big change for us. So just know that when you're out there, the normal foods may not be there, okay? And then with the holiday stuff, since it's only out there for a month or two, they like to experiment a lot and try new things. And then if it didn't sell well, the next year they won't bring it back. But if it did, then of course they will. So know that you're not going to get these tried and true staples that everybody loves. You're going to see a lot of variety and a lot of unique things, and they're just trying to test it out to see what works. So know that when you're going in there for food. That brings us now to tip number three on our episode for surviving the holidays at the parks. And if you listened recently to our episode of Shopping with Betty Says from her YouTube channel, Betty gave us a lot of really cool tips and tricks for shopping at the parks. Her I can do this all day tip of the day was Anytime you see something at the parks that you want, especially if it's clothing and it's in your size, buy it. Do not wait. Do not look for it in another store. Do not think, oh, I'll see this probably at another store later on in my trip, because chances are you won't. Know that during the holidays, shopping is totally different. You're going to see a whole bunch of holiday items and they go fast. So if you see something that you like, by all means, follow Betty's advice and buy it. Make sure you've got it and take it home with you. And if for some reason you have other days at the park and you get back to your hotel and you realize I don't love it or it doesn't fit right, you can always bring it back as long as the tags are still on it with your receipt and you can return it at any park on the next day. So always take the advantage of that time and buy the item that you might like or you might love and make sure you take it with you because chances are you are not going to find it later and it's not going to be in your size if it's a clothing item. Case in point, and I've got a great example, is what I am wearing today. So for those of you that are on the YouTube channel, you can see this. If you're on our podcast, I apologize. I'm going to talk about what I'm wearing, but you can always check us out on YouTube as well and see that. But I've got this really cool new flannel that I found at Epcot. It is a Captain America flannel. It does have the A on it on the front. It is colored in red, white, and blue. And then on the back across the whole flannel, it says, I can do this all day, which as you know, is our podcast theme and the tip that we like to give every single time. So when I saw this and they had it in my size, I was like, I have to buy this. This is exactly in line with our podcast. And this is exactly in line with who I am. And it looks great on me. If you're watching it on the YouTube, you can see that. 
But I will tell you, we spent four days at the parks during the holidays and we went to Disney Springs and we did not see this flannel at any other shop anywhere at Disney. So had I waited and said, oh, I want to think about it, I would have never encountered it again. So I'm so glad that I took that opportunity and I took Betty's advice and I made sure that I bought it as soon as I saw it. Great find for me. I love it. And it's a really cool, thick flannel. So here in Colorado, it works great, especially during the cold months like it is right now. So shopping is going to be different. Like we said, a lot of the merchandise is going to go very quickly. So if you see something you like, buy it. Number four on our list is we want to talk about crowds and park capacity. Like we talked about in our crowd level episode, the capacity at Disney is capped. So those are going to be the same levels, whether you're there during Christmas, 4th of July, or any other time during the year. However, it is very different with the mix of who is going to the parks. We'll talk about Universal in a minute because Universal is very different. But at Disney, the biggest difference is the mix of the people that are coming to the park. And let me explain. During any time of year, whether that's spring, summer, fall, the normal mix of people that are coming to the parks is about 75% are your people that are there on vacation. They This is their one time in 10 years that they're coming. And they're very excited about being there. They're going to be the rope drop to close every day because they want to get the most out of it. However, that other 25% of people that are there are people like us that are annual pass holders. Being an annual pass holder, let me tell you what our day looks like. Typically, we always start there at rope drop and you can listen to those episodes and we'll give you advice on where to go and what to do. We will try to stay ahead of the crowd or move away from the crowd anytime that we can and knock out as many rides as we can. But because we're annual pass holders, we do not feel bad about leaving during the middle of the day, meaning that once we've ridden our four or five rides that we really wanted to do, we may go sit and have a leisurely meal at a restaurant and kick back for a little while and just relax. We may go walk through some shops just because we can go there anytime that we want. If there's a favorite ride of ours that we want to do and the line is really long, we'll skip it and we know that we can come back and do it the next time that we're there. That is not true for the other 75%. So when you think about it, about 25% of the park is a little bit more relaxed. I want to say slightly strategic just because they go so often and they're avoiding the crowds. However, during the holidays, when you go to the Disney parks, because of all the past restrictions and the way they count reservations, you're actually at 90 to 95% of people are your vacationers and the other 5 to 10% are your annual pass holders, meaning you're going to have more people in the park than normal because the pass holders aren't coming and going. And they're going to stay there from morning till evening, and they're going to be there the entire time. What we saw specifically at the Disney parks that really stood out to us were the people were walking a lot slower than normal. Okay, so normally we move pretty quick through the parks just because we're younger and we like to just keep going. And we see it almost like part of a workout for the day that we're going to go from this ride to that ride as quick as we can. And we just weave our way through the crowd. During the holidays, that's much more difficult to do because you have larger crowds, you have people that are walking very slow, and it's tough to get around them, and it just felt like the park was clogged down. So that was a one big difference. Number two, we saw more strollers than we've ever seen before, and they are everywhere, as well as the handicap-accessible vehicles. So those are just weaving their way around as well, and that made it very difficult to maneuver through the park. When you have that many people in the park that are just hanging out for the day, and they're going to be there open to close with all their strollers and all their devices, it slows things down. So do know that we felt a substantial difference being there in the holidays because of the mix of who was in the parks. 
Now, I've heard people, and in fact, we did hear this multiple times when we were out there. We have an annual pass, and so it was blocked out for part of that time. And the day that it was available to come back on, when we went, we heard multiple people say, it's crazy because all the annual pass holders are back. In fact, though, yeah, we may have more annual pass holders there. Chances are is that's not clogging up the park any because we will come and go. We're popping in and out and we go so often we don't have to wait in all the queues and all the lines. We're okay skipping stuff like that. So know that when you start feeling it slow down, it's because they changed the mix and you have a lot more vacationers, a lot more people who don't go all the time with their huge groups that are there that will slow it down. So that was one big difference. Let's go over though to Universal. The big difference at Universal is though they will cap attendance at a certain point, they hardly ever reach it. So during the holidays, because there are more people in Central Florida or in California, more people are going to the parks when they can. And because Disney caps reservations, more people are going to the Universal parks. And that was felt substantially. We saw way more people at the Universal parks than we normally do. The queues were significantly longer to the point like Hagrid's motorbike. The average wait time was over three hours compared to 60 to 90 minutes that you would normally see. And that's just because there were so many more people in the parks and it was very crowded. So Universal is going to follow that traditional holidays, high crowds. It feels like more people. That is true at Universal. Disney, there's not more people. It's the same number of people. It's just the mix is a little bit different. So our advice to you on this topic is, A, come with a plan. You want to definitely listen to our rope drop episodes and think about what am I going to do with my day? What are the top rides that I need to make sure that I'm going to ride today? And make sure you go after those first thing in the morning and get those ones done. So come with a plan, go there for rope drop. But number two, be flexible. If you get into the park and all of a sudden the line is two to three hours long at this one ride, check out all the other ones. And if they're all 20 to 30 minutes, you're better off knocking out three or four of those in that same amount of time than waiting for the one. Because later in the day, all of those 20 to 30 minute rides are all going to be two hours long. So go ahead, knock them out first thing in the morning, be flexible. And then at the end of your day, if that one ride's the one you got to do, then plan it for the end of your day and then wait together and make sure that you guys get a time to do that. You definitely want to knock out those quick rides early in the morning, then waiting in a long two to three hour line while the rest of the people fill into the park and reach its capacity in the morning. So we definitely recommend get there early and knock out those quick ones. Our final tip is actually a counterintuitive tip. If you've listened to our other episodes, we talked about on our other episodes, it's usually not worth buying the Lightning Lane Genie Plus service or buying the Express Pass at Universal. However, if you are going to go during the holidays, I will say this is the one time of year and this is our I can do this all day tip of the day tip. Buy the Genie Plus or buy the Express Pass at Universal. The reason is Disney changes the economics of this during the holiday season. And that is very important to understand. And let me give you an example. So let's say you're going to Magic Kingdom and you want to ride Peter Pan's flight. During a normal time of the year, they may only give out 250 Lightning Lane passes every hour. And they break it up by every 10 minutes. So every 10 minutes, they may only have 20 or so passes that are coming in the Lightning Lane. That means that during one hour, you have 250 Lightning Lane visitors go through that queue. And then the rest of the ride capacity is given to the standard queue. However, during the holidays, Disney does two things. 
First, they increased the price of their Genie Plus service up to $30 a person. And number two, they increased the capacity of the Lightning Lane. They want to make sure that it's worth it for those people that are paying $30. So instead of $250 per hour, they bump that up to $750 per hour or $1,000 per hour. Now, what that does is it does two things. First, if you pay for Genie Plus, it means you're going to be able to get quicker lightning lanes. So they're going to happen quicker, meaning you're not going to wait till two o'clock to use your next one. It may be in the next 30 minutes because there's so many available for you. So you're going to get more throughout the day. You're going to be able to go hit this ride and then get one 10 more minutes later at a different ride and get one 10 minutes later at a different ride. So you're going to use it probably 10 times during the day by using that service because they increase the capacity for you because you paid more. They want to get more people through it. The second point though, and this is the downside, is for the people that don't pay for it, which is us because we have an annual pass, so we don't typically pay for it. It makes the queue length longer, meaning that when we go get in line, we could get in line in the same place we normally get into the line with the same number of people in front of us, but it could take us two to three times longer to get to the front because so many people are going through the lightning lane side. Now, if you've ridden the rides through the normal queue and you get up to the front, and you see a hundred lightning lane people go by and they only let through a handful of regular queue, you know how frustrating that could be because it feels like they're not being fair. Let me tell you that if you don't pay for lightning lane during the holidays, you will feel that on every single ride that you ride. It will take you hours to get through the queues. And when you get to the front, they are just taking hundreds of people through lightning lane because they're accommodating the people who paid for it. Because of that, they increase the capacity. So we definitely say, This is the one time of year you 100% do want to pay for the Genie Plus service or the Express Pass over at Universal to get to the front of the line to avoid the long queues. So that is our tip of the day is you do want to pay for that. I do recommend if you're planning a vacation during the holidays, budget that into your budget. So think about how many days am I going to be at the park? Know that at Disney, it's going to cost you about $30 per person per day. So for a family of four, that's an extra $120 a day. Or in the course of visiting four parks, that's almost $500. It's $480 in total for you guys to have those Genie Plus lightning lanes every single day. And that doesn't even count the individual lightning lanes that are available to you out there for rides like Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind or the other more popular rides. So if you want to ride those, I would encourage you to budget those as well. So it can get very expensive very quickly. And we know the Express Pass at Universal is over $100 per person per day, um, but you can cover both parks and probably knock it out in one day. So it'll save you a little bit if you don't have to go back there dozens of times, but those are options as well. So know that it is going to be more expensive, but by all means, this is the one time of year you do want to buy it because of the way they change the economics of it. Now, if you're going to go at other times of the year, even times like summer or spring break, know that the economics have shifted back. So that means that the Lightning Lane is going to cost about $15 to $20 for the Genie Plus service, the Lightning Lanes that are out there for all the small rides. And the Express Pass at Universal is always going to be about the same price, but the economic shift. So now you're back down to, if we're using Peter Pan's flight as an example, maybe 250 people per hour, and you're only going to get three or four Lightning Lanes throughout the day or a couple of the Express Pass rides in throughout the day. So Know that the economic shift throughout the year, but they put it very heavily in favor of the people who pay for it during the holiday season. With that, those are our five tips for surviving the holidays at the Disney or Universal Parks. Whether you're going to California or Orlando, they're all the same. 
So we definitely encourage you to listen to this again before you go to the parks. We wish you a magical week and have fun planning your next vacation. And we'll talk to you on our next episode. Bye-bye. 